out, sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee.
Amen. From the gospel as recorded by St. Luke, St. Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 44. St. <clears throat> Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 44. These are the words that you find. <clears throat> and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets in the Psalms concerning me. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus, thus it is written, <clears throat> and thus it behoove Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Amen. Then I would, if you would go over with me to the book of Acts, chapter 1, beginning with verse 9, Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 9, you have the same story, but just a different writer. Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 9. When he had spoken these things, while he beheld, while they beheld, he was taken up. The cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. <clears throat> Just for a few minutes this morning, this morning, I want to use this for a subject I want to talk about while we wait. While we wait, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus stepped on a cloud and left us with a promise that he would return. And the question this morning, the thing I want us to think about this morning is, what is our job? 
while we wait. What is it that he has for us? What are we to be doing while we are waiting on his return? My brothers and my sisters, those of us who are believers in Jesus and who live in the world right now find ourselves in that period that I call the meantime. The truth is, the truth is, whether you are a believer or not, we are all living in that same period. We're living in that time between the ascension and his return. That, that intervening time known as a period of grace. We are living, my brothers and sisters, to say it another way, we are living between the already and the not yet. Are y'all hearing me? You see, when you look at the word of God, you find that so much of what it says has already come to pass. The creation, that's already. The law, it's, all, it's in the already. The time of the prophets and the apostles, all of that is in the already. The birth, life, persecution, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, all of that is in the already. The ascension is in the already. But then we read in the Bible about the things that are to come. Those are the things that are in the not yet. Are y'all hearing this? The sounding of the trumpet is in the not yet. Jesus coming back riding on a cloud, that is in the not yet. The dead in Christ will rise up from the grave. That's in the not yet. Those who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. All of that is in the not yet. When we gather around the throne and crown him Lord of all, all of that is in the not yet. We're living between the already and the not yet. So here we are living in this in-between period between the already and the not yet in the meantime period so what do we do what is our job what is our assignment well to the unsaved to the unsaved there's a quick and an easy answer if you're unsaved here in this period you need to be saved you need to be saved and you need to believe on Jesus. You see, what you must understand is that the first time Jesus came, he came that men might believe. But when he comes again, he's coming to get those who did believe. Are y'all hearing me? But what about those of us who've already done that? What about those of us who have already believed on him for salvation will say we're on our way to heaven. Jesus has promised us 
a new home and he's gone to get our new home ready for us. But what are we supposed to be doing down here in the meantime? Are we just to sit and wait on him to come back and get us and take us to heaven with him? What are we to be doing in this time? The text, my brothers and sisters, sends a clear signal that this is not the case. We are not to be sitting around just waiting on him to show up. For the signal that we come, that comes from the text, these two men, while they were standing there looking at Jesus, the Bible says a cloud received him out of their sight. He's on his way up, and they're standing there watching him. But these two men came by in white apparel. They show up out of nowhere, and while they're standing there, Gazing into the heavens, they say to these men, they say to these who have just been commissioned, they say to them, why stand ye here gazing into the heavens? And remind them, remind them that this same Jesus that you see going away, he's coming back. Are y'all hearing me? While these two men, they came, they showed up that day, disciples standing there gazing, falling in love with heaven like some of us are. And we ought to love heaven, but you got to understand, you got to live here till you get that. So they're standing there, they see they're falling in love with heaven, they're standing there gazing, and they come and break them out of their trends. Why are you standing here? Gazing up into heaven now. While these two men did not give any instruction, it is obvious that they, that, that they were wanted them to know that you are expected to do more than just stand here and look at heaven. And may I, may I just join in? May I just take, a, take, take leave right there to say to all of us who even sit in our pews, we're sitting in our home right now where we are, yeah, he expects us to do more than to sit gazing up into heaven. Expecting more from us than to sit around waiting on our trip home, waiting on the glory train. Are you hearing me? As a matter of fact, right here in the text, Jesus had given them clear instructions. Go to Matthew 28. He had told them, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Acts 1 and 8, he said, you shall be my witnesses. Unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, it is clear that he expects more from us than for us to be preoccupied with heaven. Are y'all hearing this? He expects more from us than for us to be sitting around waiting on his return and, and waiting to go to heaven. Come with me now to the word. Much of what the prophets had spoken had already been fulfilled. Jesus now yeah, is talking to them. Yeah, much of what they had already said has already come to pass. Jesus has already been born. He's already lived. He's been persecuted. He's already hung on the cross and died. He's already been raised from the dead and he's been seen by a whole lot of folk alive and now he's getting ready for his departure. 
getting ready to leave this earth. On this occasion in Luke 24, 44, he takes his disciples and he begins to talk to his disciples about the scripture. He takes them to the word of God. Let me remind you, let me remind you that the, the, they, they were still making the New Testament, so all they had was the Old Testament. You understand that? So he took them to the Old Testament, and watch this, and he showed them that they had witnessed the fulfilling of the Scriptures. He let them know, you have witnessed the fulfilling of the Scriptures uh, that are all concerning me. He, yeah, in the Old Testament, you have witnessed the fulfillment of the scripture. Let me say it another way. He talked to them about Jesus in the Old Testament. Are y'all hearing this? I know a lot of folk think Jesus didn't come around and we didn't talk about him until New Testament. No, he took the Old Testament, showed them Jesus in the Old Testament. Verse 44 he took them to the law of Moses right there in the book. Took them to the law of Moses. He took them to the writings of the prophets. He took them to the Psalms. He took them yeah, and showed them all these things concerning him. Scriptures like Deuteronomy 18, 15. Scriptures like Psalm 2, 7. Scriptures like Isaiah 53. He was walking them through, showing them all these things about him. In verse 45 says that he opened that understanding. Don't miss that. He gave them all his scripture. And then he opened that understanding that they might understand the scripture. Please know, my brothers and my sisters, please know that you will never be able to understand scripture unless the spirit of God opens up your understanding. Please know that. Please know that. Now, ain't nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You reading that. Can't, don't make no sense. Please know that you will never understand unless the spirit of God opens up your understanding. You see, just like you need a flashlight or a physical light to see in the dark world around us, we also need his spiritual light to help us understand and see his word. Spiritual understanding, my brothers and sisters, spiritual understanding comes through the Holy Spirit. And if it doesn't come through the Holy Spirit, it doesn't come at all. That's spiritual understanding. True understanding of the scriptures is a gift from God. If you can pick this book up and you can get understanding, please know that's a gift from God. And you can only do it if he opens it up to you. That's why, that's why you got PhDs who would read the Bible and say it don't make sense. Are y'all hearing me? Got plenty, plenty of book sense, plenty of book knowledge, but until the Holy Ghost opens it up, it will never make sense. But here it is in verse 46. Not only was it written that these things should happen. Jesus says, I have come as a fulfillment of what's written in the book. Here I am. All that I just showed you in the book, here I am. I have come as a fulfillment of what's in the book. 
I've been to the cross. I rose on the third day, just as the scripture taught. So now here is what we are to be doing. I've already done all of that. I've already done other. I've done every bit of that. So here is what we ought to be doing in the meantime. Here's what you and I ought to be doing while we are waiting on his return. Right out of the book, repentance and remission should be preached. Repentance and remission should be preached. That word preach is the, the, it's the word herald. Like the same thing like the newspaper, like the, the Athens Banner Herald or the, the, the Atlanta Herald. That means that you get the word out. Back years ago, back in ancient times, there was a, a, a person who was called the Herald who would go to the center of town and say, hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, that, that's what Herald. So the word of God is to be Herald, it's to be preached. His name should be preached among the nations. Is his name for repentance and remission? Yeah, ought to be broadcast. Yeah, and yeah, it's, and, and, and let me share with you what repentance, what repentance and remission. Repent means to change your mind, but it means more than that. See, so that I'm not so sure that's not what we're witnessing in, in, in uh, all around us now. Whole lot of folks changing their mind, but they keep going the same way. Repentance means to change your mind and turn around. So, so we, we preach repentance, but not only repentance, we pre preach remission. And remission, all that says is that the debt has already been paid. Y'all hear me? The debt has already been paid for our sins. How? Jesus paid it all. We ought to go tell the world that. Tell them Jesus paid it all, all to him. I also in Jerusalem. <laughs> he said, look at this. He says, uh, start, it's to be herald, go out and tell it. Start in Jerusalem. Talks about Judea and Samaria, but he says, start in Jerusalem. Now, uh, without getting too deep here, uh, I know it sounds good, and I've heard it all my life, and I've preached it. But, uh, you know, it says start in Jerusalem, and everybody says, yeah, that means start at home. Start right at home. That's where you ought to start at home. The problem with that is that these disciples that he was talking to, all of them are from Galilee. <laughs> little problem there, little, little problem there. If... If it means start at home, now do they leave there and go back to Galilee? Are y'all hearing me? But it's more likely that he's saying start where you are. Are y'all hearing me? Start where you are. And you got to admit, Jerusalem is a good starting place. Because it is in Jerusalem that all of the things that so much has happened in Jerusalem and a whole lot of what Jesus did had already been witnessed by the folk in Jerusalem. Are you hearing? Go on and talk to them first because they've seen a lot of Yeah, they, they witnessed the birth of Jesus. They saw the star. Are y'all hearing me? 
They saw the star over Bethlehem of Judea. They, they'll remember that 12-year-old boy who baffled the elders in the temple. They'll remember that in Jerusalem. Are y'all hearing me? They saw the healing of the sick. They saw the raising of the dead. They watched him carry that cross in Jerusalem. They, they saw him with the cross on his shoulder. They watched him die. But not only that, they saw the tomb. Yeah, they saw the stone roll away. And that the tomb was, are y'all hearing me? Not only that, in Jerusalem, many have seen him walking around after the resurrection. So start in Jerusalem. Yeah, they've seen so much of it. They, yeah, they're already familiar with part of the story. Start right where you are. Start with somebody who's already seen it. Y'all hear? I just said something right there. Start, start with those who already saw it. Those who already. Are y'all hearing? So start with the people who saw it firsthand. Spread from here to Judea, Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. That's, that's what I want you 12 to do. Well, Jesus, that's a big job. The whole world, we got 12 folk here. How, how do we start with 12 and get this message out to the whole world? Well, verse 49, and behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. So stay right here in Jerusalem. Don't go nowhere. Stay here in Jerusalem until you have been endued with power. You want to know how you're going to do this? You're going to stay here until you get some power. Are y'all hearing me? Stay here. You will be endued with power from on high. You do remember John 14, you remember he says, I'm going to pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he might abide with you forever. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I'm going, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Are y'all hearing me? You see, here it is. Jesus in his body, Jesus in his human form was just like us. He could be only at one place at one time. But the Holy Ghost, are y'all hearing me? is not bound to a body. Holy Ghost is not bound to a body. He is everywhere at the same time. Now it's beginning to make sense how we can get this all over the world. So my brothers and my sisters, we have work to do. Even as we sit in our homes right now. Even as we Sit on the edge of the bed at the table, wherever you are. We've got work to do. In this meantime period, in this period between the already and the not yet, we have a story to tell. Are y'all hearing me? We, we've got a story to tell. We, we've got a story to tell that will save sinners. A story that will reclaim backsliders. A story that will encourage believers. We got a story to tell. We can't sit around, brothers and sisters. We can't sit around gazing up into the heavens and waiting on Jesus to come back. We've got to go and tell a dying world. 
Wonder if I can get a witness up in here. We've got to go and tell a dying world. Go tell your neighbor. Tweet it to somebody. Get on your, your, your iPad and, 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 and whatever all this stuff we do. Go ahead. Use it for good. Tell somebody about Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? Send it in a message. Tell a dying world uh, about God's love. Tell them that he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And then don't just tell them that. Tell them your story. Are you hearing me? You really want to convince somebody, tell somebody your story. It's good to tell them about Jesus. good to tell them that's what's going to save them. Uh, but give it a little backup. Tell them I once was lost. Y'all ain't hearing me. Tell them I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. Tell them through many dangers, toys and snares. I've already come. It was grace. Brought me safe, that's for in grace will lead me. Tell them that Jesus is a way maker. I wonder if I got a witness in here. Jesus is a way maker because one day he made a way. I wonder if I got a witness in the house that he will make ways. He will make ways out of no way. When my life was dark and dreary, Jesus came. And he answered my prayer. One day he made a way for me. He made it one Friday out on Calvary. Yep. Took my cross, put it on his shoulder, stretched him wide. He never said a word. He died. Didn't he die? He died on an orange cross, laid him in a bowery tomb. But I'm glad that the grave couldn't hold him down. But right early Sunday morning, right early Sunday morning, tell somebody. Don't know about anybody else, but I love to tell a story. It'll be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Yes, yes, yes. God, we thank you. Thank you, God, for leaving us with an assignment. And our prayer to God, our prayer to God is that you, as only you can, give us the strength, the power, and the will to carry out this great assignment. If you're here, if you're here, you're here today, you're in the sound of my voice and you're unsaved, the good news is that this is not just for, for saved folk. This word is for everybody. The good news is if he did it for me, he'll do the same thing for you. The good news is that he loved you so much, wherever you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. He loved you so much that he gave his son to die in your place. And all you've got to do is acknowledge that and accept that. And if you'll do that today, wherever you are, wherever you are, 
You can just say, you know what, I believe that. I believe that he died. I believe he got up from the grave, and I believe he did it for me. If you can just believe that, today is the day of salvation for you. Today is the day that, that you turn your life around. So wherever you are, my desire is you will accept him, Lord and Savior of your life. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a precious fountain. To free to all a healing stream that flows from Calvary's mountain. and wait.
Let us pray. Father, we call on your name now. Call you now on behalf of all of those that you have put into my charge. I realize, dear God, that we're separated. I realize, dear God, that conditions won't allow us to be together right now. But, Father, it is in these times that we learn, dear God, where our true help comes from. I thank you, dear God, for allowing me to be used as a vessel. But, Father, you know their needs. Father, if they're hurting, you know it. If they're going through right now, you know it. They're having financial difficulties right now. Father, you know it. Father, they, 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 right now, they can't get to me, but they can get to you. And we thank you for that. We thank you that the veil in the temple has been rent. And, and that from wherever they are, from their bedrooms, they can talk to you right now. From wherever they are, they can talk to you right now. Father, I thank you for every one of them. Thank you, dear God, for how you made them. I thank you, dear God, for how you're keeping them. But I pray right now, dear God, just a special blessing on every household, every ear that is in, in the sound of my voice. I pray, dear God, that you will bless them as only you can. And as you bless them, dear God, I pray that you will give them a spirit to hold on just a little while longer. I pray to God you give them the strength that they need to know that everything is going to be all right. To let that you still rule and you're still super ruling the heavens and the earth. Father, I thank you. I thank you, dear God, for watching over all of us. And I pray to God you just assure us during these troubled times that you have us in the hollow of your hands. Father, we thank you for that. Pray to God you'll continue to bless continue to keep. It's in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name that we pray and we ask it all. Amen. Why don't we give God praise here in this house? Why don't we give God praise here in this house? We thank you again for tuning in. We thank you, dear God, for allowing us the opportunity and all of these methods that he has given us that we can stay in touch with each other. Isn't this a wonderful time to be alive? I was thinking about it the other day. If this had happened 50 years ago, we couldn't be doing all of this. If this had happened 50 years ago, we'd all have to sort of be at home and trying to get on the party line <laughs> to talk to each other. But we thank God for what he has done. We thank God he has provided a way for us to be in touch. If you have accepted Jesus Christ today as Lord and Savior of your life, my desire is that as soon as we can, as soon as you can get out, as soon as we're able, I want you to go and find a Bible-based, Bible-believing church. Now, I recommend this one because I know that this is one, but maybe you're too far away. Maybe this is not your choice. But you need to be in a fellowship, in a church. So you go and find a pastor, tell them that you made your decision today and you need to get busy in the body of Christ. You need to be a part. 
Matter of fact, you don't have to wait to get back to church. You can go start talking to your neighbor right now. Start telling them what great things the Lord has done. Let's continue to pray for each other. Continue to keep each other lifted up during these times. I pray that we all have a wonderful holiday season and that we'll be safe and that we will just continue to do what we're supposed to do. Uh, We are closer to being back than we were last Sunday, but that still ain't close. <laughs> Amen. We, we, I, I have the responsibility, and I take it very seriously. Uh, God has placed all of you in my charge, and I need to make sure that I do everything I can to make you safe. Uh, so please just bear with us. Thank you so much for your patience. I want to thank those who continually come. We come on Sunday morning that we might do this, that we might stay in fellowship together. So please just hold on just a little while longer. Hold on just a little while longer. We're going to get back together, but we're going to be having church. And I know you're having church in your community. We're having church wherever you are. We are, we are being the church right now. So I thank you for that. Matter of fact, we've actually had members to join our family. <laughs> we've Amen. God is good. God is good. We've actually had members who have joined our family during this period who have just decided, I want to be a part of this family. I want to be a part of this church. And we thank God for that. We thank God. Nobody but the Lord can do that. And I believe that during this time, he's showing us possibilities. He's showing us things that we never would have ever considered if we were just sitting up in here with each other. He's showing us that there's, this church is much bigger than that. And we can't just come here to the Sunday morning observatory and gaze at heaven. That there's work to be done on the outside. May God bless you. God keep you. Thank y'all. Reverend Bush, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Video, audio, video, thank y'all so much for all you do. Praise team, thank y'all so much. Thank everybody. Amen. Our voice, thank you so much. Sister Bush, thank you. Ram Shankle, thank you so much for keeping me on, on, on course. Thank you so much. Reverend, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with us today. God be with you. Till we meet again.
May the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say.